Welcome to Living Life. You know, when we think about God and we think about how God relates to mankind, one of the things that we can say about God is God is no respecter of persons. He treats all men the same. Uh, whether you're rich or whether you're poor, uh, God extends his love to the rich and the poor, but God also extends uh, his judgment to the rich and to the poor alike. You know, when we read this particular passage, uh, what we're going to see is God's concern for the poor. Uh, we don't always concern ourselves with the poor. As a matter of fact, James tells us that many times uh, we will be much more partial uh, to the rich and to the wealthy than we will the poor. But in this passage, we'll begin to see that God uh, has a heart and, and concern for the poor. Uh, that is extended even in uh, this process of healing uh, and even worship. So let's take a look at the passage and see how this all plays out. Leviticus chapter 14 verses 21 through 32. If, however, they are poor and cannot afford these, they must take one male lamb as a guilt offering to be waived to make atonement for them, together with a tenth of an ephah of the finest flour mixed with olive oil, for a grain offering, a log of oil, and two doves or two young pigeons, such as they can afford, one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering. On the eighth day, they must bring them for their cleansing to the priest at the entrance to the tent of meeting before the Lord. The priest is to take the lamb for the guilt offering together with the log of oil and wave them before the Lord as a wave offering. He shall slaughter the lamb for the guilt offering and take some of its blood and put it on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed, on the thumb of their right hand and on the big toe of their right foot. The priest is to pour some of the oil into the palm of his own left hand and with his right forefinger sprinkle some of the oil from his palm seven times before the Lord. Some of the oil in his palm he is to put on the same places he put the blood of the guilt offering, on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed, on the thumb of their right hand and on the big toe of their right foot. The rest of the oil in his palm the priest shall put on the head of the one to be cleansed, to make atonement for them before the Lord. Then he shall sacrifice the doves or the young pigeons, such as the person can afford, one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering, together with a grain offering. In this way the priest will make atonement before the Lord on behalf of the one to be cleansed. These are the regulations for anyone who has a defiling skin disease and who cannot afford the regular offerings for their cleansing. Welcome back to Living Life. 
You know, this passage really, really uh, represents God's heart for the poor and those who are underprivileged in our society. Uh, we see this in, in throughout the Bible uh, where God will uh, talk favorably about the poor, um, but, uh, but also talk uh, to those who treat the poor or oppress the poor in such a way uh, that it denies them of their rights uh, in a way uh, not so glowing and also in a righteous uh, anger uh, towards them. So the poor is uh, the poor in our society, even Jesus says, will always be among us. But because they're always going to be among us, God always makes provision for the poor. Now, it's interesting in this, in this particular passage, it reminds me of when God first called the Israelites uh, out, of, uh, out of Egypt uh, during the ex time of the Exodus. There's one interesting thing he said. He said is, I want my people to, uh, to come out so that they can worship me. So God wants to provide the poor as well as, as well as the rich and everyone access to him so they could be worshiped. There, uh, there, there was a scene this is in the scriptures where uh, Jesus uh, turns over the tables of the money changers and those that are selling animals uh, in the temple. Uh, generally, they would sell uh, these animals in the, uh, the court of the Gentiles. Uh, and the animals were being sold for sacrificial purposes, especially to foreigners who would come in. Uh, those same foreigners had to exchange their foreign currency for the temple currency. And these uh, money changers would also make a tremendous profit on these foreigners because they didn't have the correct currency to be able to buy these animals for sacrificial purposes. And Jesus saw what was going on and he uh, turns over the tables and he and he drives out the money chains and he says, "My house, the scriptures say, will be called a house of prayer for all the nations." Now the interesting thing at th that point, the poor, the lame, the blind, then came into the temple and the Bible says that Jesus healed them. So he was providing access for the poor even in worship. Another example of this uh, would be uh, during the process even of Ruth when uh, the law basically said for those who would harvest is don't go harvest more than once in your field, but harvest once through your field. And those things, those fruits or vegetables or grain, whatever is left over, leave them for the poor so the poor can glean them and pick them up and they can have provision and food to eat. Uh, this was something that was really prominent in the story of Ruth, where Ruth would glean, uh, and her mother-in-law, Naomi, would glean uh, the harvest fields and pick up the leftovers uh, from the harvest. This was really, uh, in this law, it really indicated and represented God's heart to take care of the poor and have provision for the poor by having this gleaning take place. So this is just some, another example of God's heart and God's concern uh, for the poor. Uh, also, in the, pa the passage in particular, uh, in uh, Le Leviticus 14, when we look at Leviticus 14, we see God's concern again for the poor. Uh, as uh, leprosy was something uh, that was very common in this era, and when somebody was healed, uh, there would be certain regulations uh, that would uh, have to take place in order to declare that person cleansed. The priest would undergo these regulations. 
uh, on the first day, uh, the regulations, there would be a, a, a two birds uh, ceremony where the one bird would be killed and one bird would be alive. Uh, on the seventh day, uh, after that ceremony was taking place, uh, the person could go back into the community. Uh, they could go back into the community, but they could not go back in the tent for seven days. On the eighth day, uh, they, had to, they had to engage in four mandatory sacrificial offerings. However, uh, what God said and the, the law says is if they're too poor to bring lambs and, or in a, in a ewe lamb, male, two male lambs and a ewe lamb, they could be sacrificed for pigeons or doves for those who were too poor. This may seem like a small thing, but it was really, really a huge thing for the poor. Maybe the person was poor because uh, they were not work, uh, obviously they couldn't work since they were outside the camp and they were banished and they were isolated as a leper. And now they're coming back into the community, they're coming back into their family, but they're too poor to bring the necessary sacrifices. God provided a provision uh, for the pigeons and for doves, for them to engage in worship uh, and to present those sacrifices for atonement uh, for their sin and for their cleansing. This is just showing the heart of God in terms of being concerned for the poor, that they would have the same access to worship. They would have the same right and privilege to return and to enter the community again, just like the rich. This uh, shows us about our God and who our God is, that he is no respecter of persons and that he wants all to worship him and all have the same opportunity to worship him. And I think this is a beautiful example of the God, our God. So it doesn't matter whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're black, whether you're white, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what your background is, this God, this God that we serve, this loving God that we serve, that desires us to approach him in worship, has made a way and has provided access for you to worship him, no matter what your situation is, your social condition, or your financial position. Today, are you taking advantage of the access that you have to God through Jesus Christ? There's nothing barring you. It doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't matter what your social status is. It doesn't matter what your racial or ethnic background is. God desires you to come to him today, freely, without any hindrance. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you today for the access you have provided through Jesus Christ. The curtain has been torn from top to bottom. The way has been opened for us to approach your throne of grace. Lord, I pray for those within the sound of my voice that they might hear your voice, that they may come to you today, that they may bow down, that they may get on their knees today and say, Lord, I want to know you today. I want to come to your altar today. I want to come before your throne because I want to know you today. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. This program is 
시청자 여러분의 소중한 후원으로 제작됩니다. 